Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 460. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. So Hannah, we are so thrilled to have you on the show today. And what I would love to start by doing is for anyone who is not familiar with the entire mission, vision, and concept behind the little market, can you, in your own words, share that with our listeners today? Sure. Yeah. First off, thank you so much for having me. Um, The little market is a shop that Lauren Conrad and I created. Um, It's a nonprofit, and our mission is to create dignified job opportunities for women in need all over the world. Um, Lauren and I saw that there are so many amazing charities out there doing so much great work, but um, we felt that a missing piece was creating um, access to great job opportunities for women in need, Um, and that's really what it takes to break the cycle of poverty. So through our shop, um, every item is handmade, and each piece has a story behind it. That is so amazing. So for you, Hannah, how did you know that you really wanted to dedicate yourself? I mean, you've traveled all over the world working to break this cycle of poverty, you know, with the work that you're doing. Like, how did you recognize this calling in you? And what was the journey from maybe what you did in the past before you, you know, started um, the, the work with The Little Market? Like, how did you arrive here? Um, that's a really good question. This is actually it was kind of a natural path for me because um, I grew up doing a lot of this traveling, visiting nonprofits on the ground. Um, My family is really committed to social justice and giving back was really um, what we were raised to almost, I was going to say what we were raised to do, but I love that. I love that. Um, So, you know, growing up, if we took trips, it was often um, with a give back focus. So we went to El Salvador to build houses um, for people who needed them. Um, one of the most inspiring trips I went on was when I was 15, we took a trip to Vietnam and Cambodia, um, to visit landmine survivors. Um, and on that trip, I, I met so many incredible women. Um, and a lot of other people on the trip were actually moms from LA. And when I watched them shop, um, because they were so excited to support local artisans and support, um, women who had, you know, survived landmines, um, that's kind of where the idea came from because I just felt like if we could bring these products to customers who cared, um, then it could really help to solve some of these problems. Um, because as soon as people have access to their own income, um, that's when their lives begin to change. So even if they're getting aid, people really still need to be able to put food on the table every day, pay school feeds for their kids, um, and, and change their lives that way. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that that's just incredible. So, you know, I think one of the things, Hannah, is, you know, when you get into doing the kind of work that you're doing, um, you know, it really stretches your heart. And there are a lot of challenges. It's not as easy as maybe it seems, you know, with you, you know, you've done all of this and you've gotten through all of this and you've made the connection where what you're doing is directly impacting people. But I'm sure there is quite a bit of foundational work that had to be laid and and challenges that you guys had to push through to even get to the point where you could bring this work to the world and where you could actually get the money to the people that needed it the most. Can you share a little bit of like what that process looked like and, and what you had to do to get it to the point where you were able to make the impact that you were looking to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that there's 
in everything that we've done, there's been surprise challenges along the way. Um, unfortunately, we like to problem solve. So we, we figure out how to get through those. Um, but we really, other than having a background, learning about, you know, being aware of human rights issues and wanting to be able to do something for those, everything else I don't feel like we were qualified to do. We just kind of jumped in and did it. So everything from, you know, every time we have to ship a product here, oftentimes it's the first time that artisan group in a remote village has actually shipped a product to the US. So there's tons of hurdles with customs and making sure the paperwork's filled out properly. Um, I remember at one point we had products held up from Morocco because they said they were made using cactus silk and customs had never heard of cactus silk. So they held on to our products for months. Wow. Um, so there's constantly things like that. Or, or again, with shipping, we've had transportation strikes. So, you know, we were supposed to get bunny stuffed animals for Easter and they made it like the day before. And at that point we were just an online shop. So it meant we, we missed the Easter sales. Um, so customs is, a, is an easy example. Um, translations um, can be really complicated too because in some of the communities we work with, um, so for example, we work with a really great group of women weavers in Chiapas, Mexico, but they don't actually speak Spanish. They speak a local dialect. So fortunately, members of our team speak Spanish, but they still need a translator to communicate with those women. Um, so that was kind of a, you know, we obviously knew there'd be language barriers, but still that was an unexpected hurdle. Um, and then another one can be um, just, you know, other forms of communication. Not everyone we work with has you know, computers or is regularly at their computer if they do have access to one. So there can be long pauses in communication. Um, so, it, you know, there's definitely been all different types of challenges. Um, but every time we get through one, it, um, we learn a little bit and are able to take on more. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, how do you even find and connect with these remote villages of women that you're trying to help? Because I have to guess that, I mean, I'm thinking a lot of these villages maybe don't have internet or phone. Like, how are you even making that initial connection? That's a great question. Um, we actually have a number of different ways we're connecting with people. We have an artisan application on our website. So if somebody is traveling and they find a great group, they can actually point us to them. Mm. Um, so that's one way. Through our contacts in the human rights world, we always ask if um, they work with any grassroots groups on the ground. So, for example, um, there's an incredible nonprofit called CARE. Um, and they actually work really closely with with some artisan groups um, because so many other nonprofits have acknowledged how important it is to create income for women yes. and people. In yes, that's awesome. And so what are the primary ways now uh, for you, Hannah, that you guys are bringing the mission of the little market to the world? Like what are your primary channels for how you let people know that have never heard about the little market besides getting on awesome podcasts like Unstoppable Success Radio. Um, but how are you bringing your mission to the world? Like how are people finding out about you and where do you guys do your primary marketing to, to grow the vision and the mission? That's a really good question. So, you know, we started five years ago um, and social media was even, you know, I feel like in some ways more powerful than than it is now. Um, and so at that time, we really just used social media um, to share new products. Then, of course, we brought on email marketing. Um, so we sent out weekly emails. Um, we also just opened our first store just a few months ago. So that's been a really great way for everyone to come in and actually 
experience what the product is like in person because each of our products is one of a kind because it's handmade. So that way people can appreciate the variations in person and also see how you would um, style all these different products together in your home or build gift boxes. Um, and then we actually do ads with National Public Radio um, and they're a nonprofit too. So it's really cool that kind of our only marketing dollars that we're spending are with another nonprofit. That is amazing. I love that. And it, it's so unique and so special that you guys are able to bring these local artisans to the world with a platform that they would never have access to otherwise. And, you know, even for everyday consumers, it's amazing to be able to purchase something that's special and unique and handmade versus, you know, the mass produced junk that is everywhere and is everything now. I mean, that's a really special thing in and of itself beyond the fact that, you know, obviously you guys are changing so many lives every single day. Well, thank you. Um, yes, as we curated the collection and you know, each piece comes to us differently. So sometimes we buy things as is, and sometimes there's a full design backstory. Like our, you know, we have a mermaid stuffed animal and it was literally a drawing that Lauren did and the artisans brought it to life. Um, but through every single product that we bring into the store, it's really important to us that um, it's a product that we'd want to buy for ourselves or as a gift. Um, and, and we really want to make sure people don't feel like they're compromising style or design in order to give back. So yes. we wanted people to do both at once. Yes. Yes. And that is, that is difficult. I understand. So that, that's a really neat thing. Now, do you guys do anything, Hannah, to try and track the number of women that you've been able to employ or impact through the work that the little market is doing? Do you have any idea how far the reach has been so far? Um, we do. That's a really good question. And it's constantly changing because sometimes we'll be in product development with the group for yes. a year or more. Yes. Um, so then we're constantly changing. But right now we have um, products that are made by about 70 groups of artisans from about 30 countries. Um, and each of those groups is different in size. So for example, our candles are made right here in the U.S. Um, all by women who were formerly refugees. Um, and that group has been able to actually hire more women because of our candle orders. Um, so even though it's not a huge number of women, there's direct um, direct impact in the women whose lives are made. But our overall numbers, because we do an annual report, uh, is that we well we've created a hundred almost 150,000 hours of dignified work, and this took us a, just this year alone. Um, and that takes a lot to track because, again, as you can imagine, that means us communicating with 70 different groups and asking them lots of questions about how much um, how much work we're able to create. Um, and the actual number of women is really hard because all of these co-ops or social enterprises have different sized teams and not every single team member is involved in making our products. But the 70 groups represent thousands of people. That is unbelievable. That's just wow. So congratulations on the work that you guys are doing and the huge impact that you're making and doing it with style, which is absolutely awesome. Um, so uh, for the people listening, I mean, you know, our audience is all, you know, small business owners, it's entrepreneurs. And, you know, for some of the listeners, I feel like, you know, they feel really torn because maybe their heart is in wanting to really give back and make a difference and, and make a significant impact in the world, but they haven't quite been able to figure out how can they monetize that and still be able to care for themselves and their families. Sure. What advice would you give to those individuals that are listening today? Um, I think it's really important to think about 
um, what's most important to you. So if you're a new business owner and you're really, um, you really care about the environment, then I would spend the extra to make sure all of your packaging is eco-friendly. Um, if you're a business owner and it's really important to you to empower women, then I would focus on looking, um, looking to hire women or looking to find women to make the products you're selling or, or um, provide the service you're offering. Um, I think it's really, there's something each of us can do to give back. Um, you don't need to dedicate your company to giving back, um, but there's so many different ways. You know, if it's that you want to do 1% of proceeds give back to your favorite nonprofit um, or have just one specific product that has a give back story um, or where a percentage of proceeds from that product give back. Um, I think that people get so overwhelmed about, you know, there's so many different things I could be doing or so many different ways to help. They don't know where to start. But I think just kind of follow your heart um, and think about what cause is most important to you and figure out what's actually doable for you and your business. I couldn't agree more. I think that is really, really good advice. And I also think that, you know, your business doesn't need to be um, completely built around that thing. You know, building a profitable and successful business is what allows you to give back on a bigger and bigger scale and make a bigger and bigger difference regardless of what your actual business is. But I think you gave a really good specific example of like how any business can take that one element and have it be tied back to whatever cause, you know, you really believe in or care about. So that's a really good example. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I actually just thought of one other, which is, um, you know, no matter what size your team is, you could do a volunteer day or even just a volunteer half day, you know, where anything from, you know, going to serve lunches to a local homeless woman or, um, or creating gift bags. It's kind of, you can start anywhere. And I think that that's the most important thing is just figuring out where you want to start. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. We're doing a volunteer day for Give Our Courage this April, which we're really excited about. And we're inviting the public to come join us. And I think that's a fun, simple thing that any company can do. And same thing, you know, we were really passionate about bringing clean drinking water to people. So myself and my team within the coaching company, you know, that's something that we donate to on a monthly basis. So I think anybody, what's really cool about, you know, the internet and the online world and, and where things are today is you can give back in so many different capacities big and small. It doesn't need to be this huge grand gesture. It can be, you know, one little decision that you make each week in your business, but it can be life changing for so many people. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So what are you most excited about right now as it relates to the future of Little Market, where you guys are doing, what you have planned for 2019 and, and what's next for you guys? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think one of the things we're really excited about is creating more events that are open to the public. Um, that's something we really haven't had the capacity to do. But now that we have a store and our team's grown a little bit, um, that's something we want to prioritize. And one of the things our community has been asking for is, you know, actually bringing in speakers to talk about women's rights and um, really create opportunities that aren't available elsewhere. Um, so, for example, one of our newest partners is both Homeboy and Homegirl Industries, which is based right here in L.A. And they create job opportunities for people who were formerly incarcerated. Um, and that's it's exciting to be able to work with someone right here in L.A. because it means there's more opportunities to collaborate and actually bring bring those stories to life. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to start doing more experiences like that. So the community can actually meet our artists and partners, hear their story and learn about how creating job opportunities really transforms their future and the future of their children. Yeah. Um, 
So that will be exciting. I think, um, you know, we're constantly trying to grow our product offering. Our goal is to bring on new products every week, which is a big goal because so much so much goes into each product. Um, but we're hoping to continue to add products um, to keep, you know, based on what the customer, our customers are asking for. And then, um, you know, we really are constantly always looking for new artists and partners all over the world. So my stretch goal for this year is for us to go from 70 artists and groups to 100. So we'll see if we're able to do that. Um, but that would be a really exciting thing to be able to accomplish. That is super exciting. Congrats to you guys. That is amazing work that you're doing and, and so many lives changed and so many people impacted. So huge congrats. So let's definitely invite people to the website. Where do you want people to go? What do you want people to do? Is there anything that just came out that you think people should take a look at, Hannah? Oh, that is a great question. Well, our website's thelittlemarket.com. Um, as far as new product, um, we have these beautiful new brass candles, which we're very, very excited about because the brass vessel itself is fair trade and made by artisans in India. Um, and it's actually a group we've been wanting to work with for a long time, but their order minimums were so high that we weren't able to work with them. But because our candles have been doing so well, we realized we actually could hit their order minimum for the brass vessels. Um, and then the candles, as I had mentioned, are actually poured right here in the U.S., um, using coconut wax, so it's a really clean burn and creating job opportunities for refugees. Um, and then on top of that, the vessel, once you've um, burned the candle, you'll be able to clean it and reuse it um, for anything from a pencil cup to potting a succulent. So that's a product we're very excited about because um, it's really kind of the full story of job creating job opportunities um, for people in need. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I love that you can reuse it afterwards and you can put it in your yeah. house and put a plan in it. That's so cool. I can't wait to get mine. I'm going to head over to the website as soon as we hang up. So guys, make sure you check out the little market. Um, Hannah, this was awesome. Such an inspiration. There's so much opportunity for all of us to give back and make a difference. And the little market is definitely making its ding in the universe. So congratulations. Thank you, Thank yeah. you for having me. So excited to have you. Any parting words you want to give for entrepreneurs, aspiring and growing ones that are listening in today? Um, I think my best advice, if you haven't already started your business, is to get a job um, that, that'll give you learning experience for your business. Um, because I think so often people want to quit their job to start a new business. But I actually think sometimes, I know personally I work better under pressure. So um, I actually think it's better if you can kind of start your dream, you know, start your new business at night or on the weekend where you already have a full time job because that'll keep you structured. And then you can also get paid as you're learning rather than starting a new business and having to learn everything as you go, because um, that can I think that can be a lot harder and a lot. It's definitely a lot riskier. Um, so I think get, you know, get as much experience as possible. And then I also think it's always important you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, there's so many people that each of us knows um, that has relevant experience and relevant advice, you know, even if they haven't been in the same business, whether you're asking a friend for accounting advice or legal advice um, or financial advice, there's usually someone in your circle who can help with some of those questions. Um, so don't feel like you have to make everything up or figure it out all on your own. Beautiful advice, and I couldn't agree more. We have those same conversations on the show so often. So um, excellent. I love everything that you shared today. Hannah, thanks so much for being here. 
Thank you. All right, guys, make sure you head on over to thelittlemarket.com, especially check out the new brass candles. They're going to be gorgeous. I can't wait to get mine. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Hold on, one more thing before you go. As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs creating financial freedom for their families and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings for myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.